Digital. Student-centered. Creative. Innovation. Imagination. Initiative. Stories that matter. I'm Chia Dachi, and this is Tales of Teaching Online, brought to you by Deakin Learning Futures. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Tales of Teaching Online. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Joanna Tai, a senior research fellow at Cradle Center for Research in Assessment and Digital Learning. Welcome, Joe. Thanks, Chair. Lovely to be here today. Really excited to have you on this um, on this podcast. Uh, just to start with, then tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what's your role at Cradle, and what sort of research interests you? Thanks, Chair. So, um, well, as you introduced me, I'm a senior research fellow, and uh, my research interests, I suppose, are centred around the student experience and how we come to the place where we can improve the student experience and particularly in assessment and feedback. So uh, the types of topics and ideas I've been doing a lot of work around include feedback literacy and this started off mainly around students feedback literacy but also looking at how teacher feedback literacy contributes to this. Uh, also looking at feedback in general, um, uh, evaluative judgment in uh, seeing how we can uh, support students to develop their own understandings of quality of work. Uh, and more recently, I've been doing a lot of work in inclusive assessment. Yes, exactly. And then that's the project that I wanted us to talk about today. And among many research projects you're working on, that's the project that that's research, um, latest research that you're doing. And it's funded by the National Centre for Students' Equity in Higher Education, NISHI. Uh, research grants program. Could you tell us a bit about that project, its aim and scope? Yeah, so we were really lucky to uh, get a research grant from Nishi uh, in 2020 to run from sort of August 2020 to um, August 2021. And the project's around reimagining exams and looking at how um, accommodations or adjustments impact on inclusion in uh, exams and mm -hmm. other high stakes assessments. So what we did in the project was thinking um, about inclusion more broadly than just around disability or things that are like uh, what would be considered under that heading of disability. So uh, at Deakin, the Disability Resource Centre also supports students with other conditions, so learning differences um, and personal situations. So we're thinking about that more broadly, realising that um, many students have sort of an intersectional membership of equity groups. So also thinking about how uh, being a student from a rural, regional, remote area or from a low socioeconomic background or being first in family also impacted on how they experienced exams and um, what could be done to really improve how inclusive exams and other high stakes timed assessments were. And so the first phase of the project was looking um, at inviting students to share their experiences. So we invited 40 students across Deakin and CQU to participate in interviews um, to tell us about how they went with their exams. And uh, then we actually ran some participatory workshops. So with uh, 
unit chairs, students uh, and people from the DRC or the access service at CQU. Um, so we had a whole bunch of people together thinking about what could we do uh, to improve the way that exams were run on the basis of all what the students said in the project. And fantastic. It's always lovely to hear that you're working with students with the lived experiences to feed into this research. And it's a really big um, project, isn't it, involving other universities, but also students and staff um, in the long run as well. So just going back to the idea of inclusive assessment, why now and why is it so important? Well, it's it's been a little bit of a slow burn for me. Um, I started off with the community inclusive community of practice here at Deakin and I you know, went along because I think uh, supporting all students to be able to succeed in education is an important goal. And so from there, we realised that, well, actually, not much work has been done around assessment in terms of, well, what's inclusive and um, could we be potentially excluding students and making them fail for reasons other than their ability to demonstrate the, that they've learnt uh, whatever it is they need to learn in their unit of study. And so if you come from this position where the assessment is no longer valid if it's not ensuring that all students are assessed in a way that's appropriate, um, then you, you start to realise, well, there may be many different groups of students those with disabilities, those from different backgrounds, uh, well, the, a non-traditional background who might be coming into university uh, trying the assessment and not doing well because the assessment isn't set up right. And so we're therefore not doing the right thing by these students. You know, we're meant to be supporting them to be able to succeed. Um, and there is a little bit of a responsibility as well, you know, that, that we see students through their courses um, and so inclusive assessment is both about um, our obligations I suppose as higher education providers but also about um, that greater purpose of education and that everyone should be able to participate and everyone should be able to be supported to demonstrate their capabilities um, in a way that you know if if someone can't write well should we be asking them to do a written exam I guess that's very basic example but it, it kind of sort of exemplifies, you know, the, the need to ensure that we're assessing all students appropriately so that we can say our assessment results do actually reflect what students are capable of. Mm, mm. And when you're talking about this, um, my mind went to good old David Bowles' quote about assessment drives learning. And so students' experience at universities are largely driven by the experience of assessments. And what was the other quote that you can't? Yeah, yeah, students can escape the effects of bad teaching, but they cannot, by definition, escape the effects of bad assessment or poor assessment in university. So, yeah, that, that's basically go. it. Yeah. Mm. So we really need to pay attention to designing assessment for, um, for good, really. Yeah. Um, so when you're talking about inclusivity, uh, my thought also goes to the idea of diversity and, you know, it's a, as a way of embracing those differences and diversities that exist within students' cohort. And I think um, through this pandemic, it's kind of been encouraging to see 
this openness happening to recognize those divides or differences and diversities. And perhaps that kind of urged us to recognize that uh, in a forced way, even because these are challenging for some, of course. And so when you think about inclusion, we need to be also mindful of those diversities. But it's, it's really challenging too to recognize those diversities and actually cater for, adapt to those diversities too if students and staff are opening up to share those differences. So do you have any thoughts on this? So inclusion versus diversity, how do we work with that? Yeah, I think um, diversity has a lot of potential as well, I think. I mean, inclusion is ensuring that everyone, well, for me, I think it is about ensuring that everyone does get a go and uh, recently at our symposium some people suggested you know is inclusion the right word is it more about belonging um, but mm. sometimes you don't need to belong but you but but the you know inclusion tend, I, I think is about thinking about everyone who might want to be involved in some way and ensuring that people can participate um, and I think diversity is also a really important thing um, it's sometimes easy to fall back on uh, those labels that have been clearly defined. So like the Australian equity groups, and there's what, six of them. And, and, you know, you can reel them off a list, but there are equally students who might be fall just outside those labels or might um, have different circumstances that combine together to sort of um, make them not like our previously, you know, traditional thought of students. And, and so diversity, yeah, is incredibly broad. And um, I think it's also going to be really important in the future when we think about students' goals and where they'll end up beyond mm -hmm. university, especially in this, you know, the future of work is, I guess, a little uncertain. Um, and what kind of jobs, you know, there's always that, 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 that quote about, you know, well, we won't know what the jobs of the future will look like. And so... Um, instead of thinking about making everyone come out the same, we should be supporting people to play to their strengths, to develop their capabilities and skills in different ways, um, to be diverse and, and, not, and to celebrate that. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. And thank you for that. And, you know, I sort of hit those boxes of equity groups myself and I kind of thought about it. And the stat is quite staggering. It's how much percentage of the Australian population or university students that actually are part of this equity groups is quite high, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I, I know Andrew Harvey has um, recently said, you know, if you counted it all up and you added them all together, there's about 47% of university students, uh, mm. it turns out, would belong to one equity group or more than one equity group. So that's almost you know, half of the students, half. it's not really a minority issue. Exactly. It's kind of everyone's business. And this is really interesting too. And maybe that's a good segue to talking about your framework, the inclusive assessment design framework. And, you know, for our listeners thinking about designing and implementing assessment to be inclusive, maybe this framework has some answers to 
to those questions that people might be having. Would you tell us a little bit about it and how people might um, enact on it? Yeah, sure. So we developed the framework as part of the Nishi project. Uh, it was one of the outcomes we, we were hoping to uh, deliver and we did indeed do that. Um, and the framework is available online, by the way, um, via our Reimagining Exams project website. And I'm sure Chia will have a link. Mm, um, we will. So the framework builds off two principles. Firstly, that assessment should credential or develop capability in relation to learning outcomes and not extraneous attributes, skills or behaviours. And the second principle is that assessment should support diverse students to demonstrate what they know and what they can do without unfair barriers and in a way that benefits their development. So basically everything we've been talking about so far. Mm. Um, but the thing is, it takes design to be a really involved process. So assessment design isn't something that you just do on one day. It's something that you plan to do. It's a real cycle, um, starting from thinking about, you know, who's your who's your student body, knowing your students, consulting with accessibility staff um, and thinking about, you know, what, what's going on with the assessment and reflecting on that overall um, patterns of assessments within the unit and perhaps across the program if you're, you know, designing assessment not just for one unit but thinking about a whole course. Um, and then we go on to talk about how we should be developing assessment tasks and thinking about what adjustments do students normally ask for and, and um, incorporating those universal design for learning principles around mm -hmm. multiple means of engagement, multiple means of representation and multiple means of expression to try and ensure that we uh, have options available for students um, regardless of their situation. And then um, the design phase continues through the implementation and sort of making any modifications on the fly and what else needs to happen. And then monitoring and evaluating the outcomes of the assessment and really thinking about, well, what kind of markers would I see if, uh, would I expect to see differently if my assessment was more inclusive or less inclusive? So it's really taking that whole assessment design cycle kind of a little bit like, um, some of our colleagues' previous assessment design decisions framework and sort of applying some of those ideas specifically to think about it in an inclusive frame. Um, so yeah, the framework also includes a few examples um, and has a lot of prompting questions to try and get you thinking about what, you know, what should I be doing or what are the important things to consider at this point. Mm. And I found those questions really helpful as well um, to be paying attention to particular aspects of the assessment design and also inclusivity in assessment. And so really recommended for anyone listening to this episode to go in and check that framework out. Um, as part of that, you also um, thought a little bit more about exams specifically. And I wondered if you wanted to share a um, few words about that. It's a specific form of assessment. And whenever we think of exam, I always think of sort of exclusivity <laughs> and restrictedness of, uh, of how that particular type of assessment goes. But framework that you developed might address those issues. Yeah, so it, it turns out that not all students think exams are absolutely horrible. And um, some of the students that we interviewed 
actually said, well, I can understand why you might need to assess this in more of an exam situation because it's going to be relevant when we move into the profession mm -hmm. in the future. Um, but of course, a lot of other students also noted that exams were very unrealistic in comparison to what they might be doing, uh, you know, beyond university. Um, so on, on the basis of our experiences in, in the workshops and, and nutting through, well, what could we do with exams? Uh, we did develop five tips and, um, you know, just before Chia, we were talking that actually four of the tips are not necessarily exam specific. Um, and it is around uh, ensuring tasks are realistic, uh, setting reasonable conditions for the task, um, and a little bit about the communication that goes around the exam as well about, you know, well, what's expected? Um, if you've got any concerns, how do we, how do we work through them? Um, thinking about if students are asking for adjustments and there will always be someone who needs an adjustment. So we can't remove them completely, but we can definitely try to minimise them by being more inclusive in our design. Um, but we did come up to the point in the end, well, could we just replace the exam with another task? Does it really need to be that restrictive time-limited task? Is that the only way you can adjust, that you can assess a particular um, capability or are there other things that you could do um, that are better in other ways so yeah I mean I think it's, it's just a short list of things that sort of really punchy um, to try and get a bit of quick wins quick mm -hmm. changes but yeah and it, I it think is that'll that be more um, involved process of assessment design as well yes and that's equally welcome I think from teachers perspective to have a look at different um, strategies that they can think about to include in their practice um, fantastic there's so many um, legs to this project isn't there and the other aspect of it is that you have um, development partners initiative uh, working with some of the teachers into improving their practice, I suppose. Would you like to share a few words about that and how it's going? Yeah, uh, so we, we set up the Development Partners Initiative really to see that translation from the research projects where we might get to work with a few people to working with a few more people and actually seeing how it runs in a, in a more real-world setting. And so this year we've been working with five unit chairs across Deakin from all faculties uh, to see what they could do and thinking more broadly, not just around exams, but thinking about assessment tasks overall and also thinking for different groups of students. So um, of the five unit chairs, some of them are thinking about international students and how we can include them better in assessment, thinking about um, women in non-traditional areas, uh, but also, of course, thinking about the your, your more traditional sort of disability inclusion sorts of um, themes. So yeah, we've we've tried a few different things with the five unit chairs and uh, it's still just T2 still. Um, so they've been rolling that out this trimester and we're looking mm -hmm. forward to seeing how that goes. We've also had student partners on the project and they've been really helpful in sort of coming up with good ideas on exactly what could be changed, tweaked, and, and how it could be translated from these ideas into something that would work for students. So that's been really fun um, and also really um, meaningful, I think. Uh, yes, absolutely. I think it's a fabulous um, initiative that you're having and watch the spaces and I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of this partnership 
um, program. And we might speak to some of those teachers and students uh, after this episode as well. So for people to, um, yeah, watch the space. And these are the lift stories. And I, I don't like to use the term use cases, but the stories of different people uh, experiencing assessment and designing for assessment, it's really always useful. So thank you for all the work that you're doing, Joe. So we're nearly at the end of this um, interview. Would you, do you have anything else that you'd like to share or conclude with? Yeah. Um, so I think the thing with inclusion that it, it is a difficult task and we might never get there to 100% of everyone feeling like they are definitely included all the way. We do need to make those steps towards getting to that point. And, we, and I think it will be an ongoing process that, you know, every time we get it right for one group of students, we'll realise there's another group of students that we should be thinking about as well. Um, mm. And so as our understanding develops and, um, you know, we, we realise perhaps some of the, the things that students face and they'll change as the world evolves, then, you know, it's just a matter of keeping on going. And so I think we should be, positive about what we can do but also mindful that we might never get to that 100% point but that's okay um, it's about the process and making a difference for those students along the way which I think is you know the thing that's kept me going um, in this space is just seeing how students respond um, and even when their suggestions are taken on and something does change that the you know they've felt really like they are making a difference too and I think um yeah, it's great that we've been able to work together with so many people in this area and I hope it continues. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much, um, Joe, for sharing that story and that's a beautiful um, place to finish off, I think. And what's great about your project is that you're actually enacting uh, on the process of being inclusive as you work on the project, looking at the inclusive assessment. So it's very meta in a, in a very <laughs> real sense. So yeah. Um, yeah. so much respect and admiration for that, um, for that approach, Joe. Thank you very much. Thank you.